for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Dun, 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 dun. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, July 17th, 2012, episode number 44 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, our weekly Android podcast. Listen to us talk about Android every week on Tuesday. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, we got a whole bunch of people. Starting off with Jeremy Lesniak. Sir? What's going on? I'm sweaty. I know. It's hot in her. What's up it's with that? It's hot in her. What's up? Have a living room full of equipment. It gets hot in her. Oh, uh, we got Joey Kelly. What's up, Joey Kelly? Hot in her. In the cool, air-conditioned environment of my office. Beamy. With a fluffy dog at my feet. Beamy. Also, we got Seth Herringer. What's up, Seth? <laughs> hey, Matt. Thanks again for getting the name right. I, I, make, I make it my mission. <laughs> Heth Seringer. And we also got special guest, our friend and yours, Sherwin Williams, not the paint company. What's up, Sherwin? Hey, what's going on? Thanks for the clearing that up. You don't want to get a bunch of emails asking about paint recommendations. So. Oh, I know. I, I came here. I, uh, I heard I can ask you, uh, can, can I get like uh, an off-white that's sort of not off, but kind of more white than off? How That's the most feminine thing you've ever said, Joey. What about Eric? I was going to get there eventually. Oh, okay. I was waiting for his Skype to catch up, but also in another time zone, in another dimension, Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, man? That's right. Where I'm from, it's Wednesday. Wow. Is it weird this time Eric sounds better than you guys? That's impressive, Eric. Ooh, that's interesting. You must have wrangled up and- some, some more bandwidth, huh? Because Joey started talking uh, no, about I think it's just Skype is better at handling. Uh, Skype's better at handling voice over uh, low connections. I think. Oh, that's cool. It is. Skype is a very efficient protocol. <laughs> Skype is a very delicate flower that must be tended yeah. to carefully. All right, let's just like you, Matt. Exactly. Myself also a delicate flower. Let's start off with the phone of the moment, Seth. What is it? Well, you know, there's really not a lot of phones coming out. Right now, um, we're sort of in between this time where we had HTC's One X and then we had, you know, the Galaxy S3, sort of the two big, you know, phones of the summer, maybe, spring, summer. It's because uh, everybody so... else is afraid to get sued. They're like, we're not putting any more phones out, period. It's not just this, the timing. It's just period. They're done. No yeah, more new phones. No, that, could, that could be it. So I guess right now the best phone, I mean, the newest phone, sort of the phone, again, not a great phone, but a, a phone that sort of just came out is the Motorola Atrix HG on AT&T. So it looks like they took, um, you know, there was the Atrix made the huge splash at CES two years ago. I don't know if you guys remember that. right? When the, the Atrix Ducor. first came out or was announced, I thought that was such a cool idea. That and that everyone, was... Everyone did. I yeah. thought that was the same time the Lenovo X1 was announced, but we never, I don't think we ever really saw that, but that was the laptop with the the Android screen that popped out. But yeah, the, oh yeah, there were some of those weird. Yeah, well, what, they were trying to do that whole idea in different ways rather than plug your phone in and and everything. But well, so the Atrix was uh, it's a complicated history of the Atrix. 
you know, because they had the laptop dock, and so anyways, it had this great it had this great coming out party <laughs> uh, at CES, and got reviewed really well, um, you know, initially. And then if you kind of followed the people who had reviewed it, like they eventually ended up hating the phone, like really badly. Like they would, like if you kind of follow them on Twitter, like they would say like a week after reviewing it. And the one I'm thinking in particular is Josh Wispolski from, at the time it was Engadget, now it's The Verge. Um, and he was just ended up hating it. It was like the worst phone ever. And there were some other people who had the same sort of problem. So it started out with this sort of great promise and then just everybody collapsed into basically sort of a crappy phone. And the, mo- the laptop dock was so expensive and no one liked it and it didn't really work. That's a prime example of the difference between what they're telling you about the phone and when you actually get to handle it in your hands. Because the first half of the reviews before it was in anyone's hands were like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then it was like, not so much. Well, and he and he even actually had it in his hands for a while. Uh, it wasn't, I mean, it, it was just, I think, there's also a good point you make is that uh, the difference between someone who's had it in their hands for like a day or two. Like right. there's a lot of people, you can see a lot of reviews where, they want to get up as fast as they can, and the company doesn't send them an early review unit. So you can tell the reviews where the company sends them a two-week, three-week-old, and, and those are the good ones. But then you can know the ones where they, uh, like, for instance, The Verge just did another one about um, the the Nexus 7. They, they had it, like, overnight. And a bunch of all the other tech companies were doing it, like, I mean, tech sites were basically putting up a review, like, the next day after they got the Galaxy 7. Uh, the next six, seven reviews should have two different classifications: the first impressions and then the overall, like as you've used it for a while. Yeah. Well, so anyways, that, I don't need to go into the whole history of the Atrix, but um, and then they came with an Atrix two, which was better, and they're slowly coming up on it. But now they've totally done a revamp. Uh, they basically combined the Atrix and the Razor, and so it's sort of like the Razor body in a less interesting styling. It looks to me. It looks and like they less... called it the Raze Tricks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a way to think about it. Sort of has the Kevlar backing and the thin thing, and it's, the battery is sort of not is not quite well. Well, let's get into that in a second. Let's get the bat. We might come back to the battery, but it sounds like um, they put a 720p screen on it, so it's HD now. Uh, it sounds like the screen is a nice LCD screen. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, basically, it sounds like it's a good phone, but there's two major problems um, from all the reviews I've read is that the battery life is pretty terrible, which is surprising because, you know, the Razer, if it was a Razer Max, right, I think Jeremy's going to talk about this later, I saw maybe, but it should have a really great battery life, but apparently they must have taken a not a nearly as good a battery in it because people have been saying it's got pretty terrible battery, and then the camera is actually supposed to be pretty bad too. So, but here's the good side is it's only 99 bucks on AT&T. So if someone wants to get sort of a mid-range phone for 99 bucks. Uh, this is a great phone. I, I do, I'd do. i want to caution someone, though, to say, listen, for $100, you can get the GS, the Galaxy S3. Uh, so over the life of your contract, uh, probably serve you a lot better than this phone will. Well, but- and that's, is that, that's $100 just the phone, right? Then you got to pay extra for the dock device, the web top or whatever it's called now. And all there, of- There's no web top on this. So what's the... They took that out. So it's just a phone now? There's no keyboard, dock, laptop yeah, thing? Just a phone now. So why yeah, did they even a... keep the Atrix name then? Wasn't that the whole point of the Atrix? Was... I don't know. My guess is that the Atrix had a decent brand name, but yet they realized that no one cared about the laptop dock as currently it is. I mean, you know, maybe maybe you might care about the laptop dock maybe in two years. If it now, wasn't completely overpriced, maybe I'd care about yeah, the Yeah, it was ridiculously dock. overpriced, so... And it doesn't work. Well, you know, I saw this. Um, I think this phone was going for forty nine dollars uh, at a few places this past week, so that's that's a better deal because I mean it does have it has a gig of RAM. It's not bad for a 
for that mid-range phone. It would be a no, good absolutely. cheap LTE device if you weren't well, it's got a, currently on it. Has it's got a 1.5 S4 chip in it, so the chip is a great chip. Um, it's just mid-range. You know what I mean? The camera's pretty poor, poor battery. But, hey, if you want, if, if, if $100 means a lot to you, then this is a great phone to get. I mean, you mean, like, even if, over two years of $100, something you struggle coming up with, then this is great. Um, I would say for the majority of people, reading though, some of the reviews, it seems like the they didn't really put a lot of a lot of skinning on it. That it's fairly close to stock, right? Um, which is yep. which is a plus, I think, because it's it's a lot Absolutely. less. I think it's a lot less complicated the the stock well, ICS than most of the crap that they're putting out there now. And and you know that that the, sort of for me, this phone isn't. I, you bring up a great point, Eric, because that this phone isn't so much about this phone as. Uh, I'm hoping that this is the future of Motorola in some sense. Not the phone itself, but this, the really light skinning. And the skinning that I saw looked actually kind of interesting. With So they have some flipping circle things and sort of like pulling up um, uh, apps, the app icons, and you, they sort of pull up as widgets. Uh, so there were some interesting uh, skinning that they had done that seemed maybe helpful rather than really help, harmful. Also, that was sort of interesting. I mean, that, that was also really light. So I'm hoping... I mean, I know, like, I was just at home and playing with my uh, sister's Droid 2, I think it was, or Ga- Droid Global 2 or something. And maybe it's even Droid 3, I forget. But the skinning on those things are so bad. They're, they almost make the phone unusable for someone that who's used to That was old-school moto blur, and that was Oh, it was the worst thing terrible. in the world. I mean, for someone who was coming up CyanogenMod, I didn't know how to do anything. Oh, yeah. It was impossible to do stuff. I was like, which, what am I running, am I working with? Android here, we're working on the blur. I, I didn't know anything. It's it was all Motorola. Absolutely ridiculous. So, all right. And uh, before I want to talk about some of Sherwin's new uh, projects he's working on, but first, did you guys see the leaks of this LG Optimus View? It's almost the circle phone that I want, but it's a big square. It's I don't I don't know. It it it's so ridiculous. Five point three inch phablet, but not like the. It's a square. It, it looks like a big, just a square. So, I don't is that know. like you know, a European type based Matt. phone? What's that, Sherwin? Is that like a European based phone? Uh, it was. It, they they said that the pictures leaked with Verizon branding on it, but I think it's just in Korea right now. It's it's real pre right now, but it's pretty funny Where, looking. Do you have the a link in the doc? Um, I can put it in there, uh, but I uh, I'm just throwing it in right now. Um, okay. I just put it under my Atrix. Um, okay, thank you. But uh, this was four three. I know the aspect. I haven't checked this new Verizon one, but when it came out in Europe, it was a four three ratio aspect ratio, and people hated it. I mean, people it sort of become the joke phone. So I have well, no yeah, idea why weird, Verizon, right? why like... Verizon would be pulling this phone in. Why would you, out of all the ways to differentiate yourself, making it a big giant slab? And uh, didn't LG just come up with a pretty decent quad-core phone? I mean, why are they putting that this on Verizon and not that good quad-core phone they just dropped? Well, maybe LG they hasn't I know come they up did. with anything good ever. No, 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 no. LG came up with, just, just came no, up with a global, hey, respectable quad-core phone. LG no, has didn't. some good, low-priced television sets, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and they're flip phones, second to none. I mean, the last time I cared about anything LG did was when I had an Envy. <laughs> you guys remember that phone yes. back in the day? That was yes. a hot phone. You had the flip phone, and it was crap whether it was flipped open or closed. It was awesome. <laughs> but I mean, look at the pictures of how satisfied this young Asian lady looks pressing on the map. I mean, she looks completely satisfied with her new 
it looks, looks like a piece of bread. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> uh, I want to skip it across the lake. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, know. the the LG Optimus 4X HD is the one I was talking about. Ooh, and that pulled an 8.1 down on. I mean, uh, I mean, this, this is different scores, but I mean, I think I think that's a pretty good phone. I mean, com- and this LG, thing, at least. I mean, it's got decent insides. They, they say it's got that Qualcomm S4 processor uh, with regular Arduino, 220 GPU, one gig of RAM, eight megapixel camera. But and and wait, there's more. LG's new user interface. Come on down, yeah. Who's excited? LG's got well, a new user interface. Over. Well, I've heard that LG interface isn't actually that bad. It's I over guess. the top of ICS, which makes it even better. Well, but I hear it's pretty light. This looks like the faceplate from a double din car stereo. <laughs> it does totally. How do you set I'm the time sure on this? I'm pretty sure this chick ran around just ripping off people's stereos. Like I don't think this is uh, this this can't be a phone. This is terrible. Who would actually put this to market? LG and Verizon are two faves. All right, I I just wanted to mention that and poke uh, a little fun. Lord. And I mean, they're almost there. Square, almost a circle. They're they're so close. Well, Matt, didn't we say that the Nexus Q was basically um, that's the Galaxy Nexus insides? Yeah, that's what they were saying. The hardware inside is yeah. Dude, you should get can, one of those with like a we can make that like a nineteen inch TV. And we just could carry it in a backpack. We could if they made the whole coating of it glass and like Gorilla Glass or whatever, and made it just a big giant touch screen. You could like shake and ask it questions, and it would give you like vague answers. It'd be amazing. You well, it looks like it looks like a grenade from Halo. Just as useful. How you just like twist the chop and throw it? Right. <laughs> I like what, it. What, Jeremy? You could get a magic eight ball, and it would be just as useful. Because I'm pretty sure that's going to be the only app anybody puts out for that damn thing that anybody's going to care about. Oh, it's got an accelerometer. Eight ball. That's what it's made for. Thanks, Googs. All right, Sherwin, what's going on? Since we last talked to you, you've been busy. Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, a a little bit. Nothing nothing too crazy. Um, Like I was mentioning earlier, I was at the conference over the weekend, got a lot of cool ideas, seen a lot of interesting stuff over there. And some of those is what I was going to talk about. And also I recently started doing some uh, work for a e-forensics magazine, an online publication, which is actually releasing their first issue tomorrow. It's going to be free for anyone who registered from the website. And the only reason why I mentioned it is that the issue tomorrow that's going to be released is actually centered around um, mobile forensics, around Android forensics to some extent. Two of the articles are going to be focused on uh, mobile phone forensics, huge challenge of the future, as well as issues in mobile device forensics and some other things to that extent. And they're also going to be releasing like a free issue every month. So anyone that's interested in seeing what's going on forensically wise as it relates to Android and other mobile devices, that'll be something interesting to check out. Very cool. What's what's the site at? We'll put we'll put links to it in the show notes. But just for any live listeners. Oh, uh, eForensicsMag.com. Right on. So, Sherman, I was uh, I was following a lot of your Google Plus posts over the weekend, and you were posting some really like weird and awesome looking hardware hacks. Like, I think one it looked like it had like a plastic toy gun uh, integrated into it. Oh, uh, what oh kind of stuff were you seeing? That, and I don't that, think I don't think you oh, mentioned. Sorry, go ahead, man. 
on the show where were what conference was was that where you at oh i'm sorry it was uh hope, the hope hope number nine hacker hackers on hackers on planet earth the guys from over at uh, 2600 magazine it's a great they used conference. to keep a conference every two year in the city so that's where i was at very cool oh uh, yeah i was gonna and see yeah, that that's like a i think the guys from like uh hackers in a cave or one of those uh one of those hacker spaces from uh, out of town they brought this like really awesome looking uh nerf gun looking thing they kind of like mounted two pringles cannon it they had a an l uh an lcd device hooked up to it i mean they were running some kind of slim dunk version of linux on there they were doing bluetooth wireless sniff. i mean they were doing like all kind of madness with that thing it looked it just looks pretty awesome so i had to take a picture of that <laughs> That's awesome. So it actually tracked the phones and then shot, or what was the, what was the? No, like like actually game? in terms of like let's say like wireless password cracking, oh. various Bluetooth attacks and things like that. Like that was primarily what it was made. So it was like a big cantenna of sorts. Exactly <laughs> two awesome. actually two, two Pringles can yeah, yeah. as That's... well as tons of other different uh, wireless devices hooked up to it which is cool. One of the things I wanted to mention actually from there is that uh, there was a talk about uh, open source, um, let me get your exact name, the Open Secure Telephone Network, and the website is ostel.me, O-S-T-E-L.me, and it's actually a pretty uh, awesome project. It's in the beta stage right now, and if you check it out, you can download the uh, application, and basically it's kind of like the same context, behind the tech secure application i think i mentioned that a while back in terms of being able to send secure text messages after oh, that quick we little... we got a bunch of people using that app from different shows <laughs> that we do they're all like what was that secure tech oh yeah that was a great recommendation i still use it <laughs> and the little blurb, little blurb here from the site is that the service is uh let's see basically the goal of the goal of the project is to use free open protocol standards and support to power end-to-end secure voice communication on mobile devices. So it's kind of like if you're using Google Voice to some extent, but it's their own private network and it's a secure channel, you can also configure and host your own SIP server to be able to have people to go through you, kind of give with the whole Tor network setup, if you think of it from that concept. And it's actually, it's pretty cool. You set it up, you get a number, like a four-digit number. So let's see if you have an one of those numbers, your other friends have a number, you can actually have private, secure conversations. That's really awesome. So does that work over your device's voice connection, or is that data strictly data only to wrap it in the well, secure software? Well, they actually ask you if your device uh, data connection allows the, a SIP protocol across it, which most people do in some cases since if you're using a... a like Google Voice or one of them, they would let you do it. But if that doesn't happen, then you can use it over wireless. But I figured a project was somewhat worth mentioning. It looks like a pretty interesting project when the guys did the talk. That is pretty cool. This looks great. I, I especially like the fact that you can run your own uh, server. You know, if you're if you are extra extra mm-hmm. paranoid, that you can you can just have your own little sandbox that you play in. That's pretty awesome. You got to take the yeah, TNO yeah. to the extreme, extreme TNO. Got my own phone telephony like, uh, server. True crypt for phone calls. Right. Just, yeah, that's that's one way of looking at it too. I mean, I just even this in the alpha stage right now. I think that's something you know 
maybe we can all set it up and test it out and see see how it goes. That'd be cool. Because I mean, if you think about it, it's only it's just data. So all you gotta do is just wrap that data up in something you know impenetrable, and there you go. Oh, yeah, digital condom. Exactly, like a little <laughs> digital rubber, <laughs> digitally prophylactic. Ostel dot me. O s t e l dot me. We'll put that in the show notes. Of course. Oh, Ostel dot me. Indeed. What and else? I noticed just. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask what else. What else was cool that you saw at Hope? But finish what you were going to. Oh no! Yeah, like I mean, some of the other things that they actually discussed, and I didn't get to make it to that talk, and I missed the speaker, but. She's going to be releasing it. Uh, Georgia Weldman, I believe, is her name. She's going to be releasing a, uh, what is it called? The Smartphone Penetration Testing Framework. And basically, it's a project that was funded by one of the DARPA Fast Track, fast track Projects. Try saying that five times. <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah, it's one of, <laughs> one of those projects. And she actually created a framework for a penetration testing smartphones various different concepts and different type of attacks and stuff like that is built in in and around it. So even, you know, for institutions that are looking to implement, you know, wide scale smartphones and things like that, and they want to be able to do certain type of testing from a framework perspective level, you know, that I think that's going to be pretty interesting too. That's cool. It almost sounds like set on backtrack, but for your mobile device. That's that's really cool. Exactly. Man. That's why I'm I'm interested to see like what are some of the techniques she's actually using with the framework. I'm sure she's probably going to include a bunch of different, you know, tools and things in there. So she mentioned that she's not going to release the slides until after what is that? Uh, DefCon and Black Hat conference that's coming up. So right. once she's ready to release that, I'll be keeping an eye out for that. Hey Sherwin, so did you hear if this this uh, fr- uh, pen testing framework is that only for Android devices or uh, was it encompassing like Blackberries and iPhones as well? You know, I'm not a hundred percent certain. I know for since the like the, the title of the talk was just mentioned smartphones, and I know some of it was catered toward uh, Android, and I know in the past she's done a lot of research also with iOS. But as far as BlackBerry, I'm not 100% certain since there weren't as much information out there that, you know, tie back into the project. But I'm still still waiting to see when I actually uh, look at everything to get a better idea of it. Very cool. Right on. Anything else you want to mention before we move on? Um, I mean, not not nothing in uh in particular. I mean, I I one of the links I believe I posted, and that's just coming back to somewhat on the whole uh, forensics aspect of of smartphones, where you're noticing like a lot of uh, companies are developing software for gaining access to your smartphones in terms of let's say if you have a uh, one of the pattern locks on your phone enabled or you have a pin code or something enabled on your device, they're actually setting it up in a way now that if your smartphone is capable of either being JTAG, let's say if you didn't root or ROM your phone or anything of the sort, they have these various uh, JTAG and kits that they can use now to create a image, like an image, like a memory dump off the phone and be able to run certain software against the phone to pretty much guess the password. Because since with little pattern lock, it's only like, what is it, like zero to eight or something is a various set of number combination. And they have rainbow tables that they've released out there 
that you can actually, if you get that image, you can pretty much throw it against it. And since most encryption that are set up for the phone, your encryption is based on your pattern lock or on the actual key. And that's even if the encryption even works properly. Right. So, a lot of times on, so on these devices, it's not real encryption. It's just locking exactly. you out of, get, you know, and so all you got to do really is just turn it off, plug it into a computer, like a little hard drive and, and just copy everything, just make a big dump and there you can hammer on it all, all day without it erasing itself or, or whatever. But the, the FBI was having problems with that. Remember with the the e-pimp exactly they couldn't get mm-hmm. into his device i mentioned it too mm-hmm. yeah we want those messages he's like nah man pimping ain't easy yeah, ain't they getting were, these they messages were, they, <laughs> they were having issues with that but it's showing recently that a lot of companies i guess are now you know developing various type of techniques to be able to do that so yeah more and more i guess you gotta stop uh saving those important messages on your phone right right dump them and speaking of, uh, I've been messing around more with Jelly Bean. Uh, after last week's show, I think a couple days later, um, the Team Vicious ROM, they were on version 5. They they came out with a new version 1, which was starting over, compiled from Source, because the Source had just been released. And so I flashed that on there, and they they changed the, the face unlock so that you maybe have to blink just for pictures, so they can't, you know, you can't unlock it with picture. But, I mean, this isn't true security by any means. I mean, I'm sure a video of you blinking or whatever might fool it. I, I don't know, but um, the the... ROM compiled from source runs five times smoother, at least, than the ROM that wasn't compiled from source. Same uh, 4.1, but just if you guys are on the Verizon Galaxy Nexus, that, that's definitely one to try out if you want Jelly Bean. And you don't want to wait for Verizon to push it out to you. Uh, and Seth, you have some more uh, thoughts on your GS3 after playing with it for a week. You still, uh, what, what, do you, what do you got to say? Yeah, it's um, I like it better now than I did the first week I had it because I'm just sort of getting used to all the different, just the differences from CyanGen. I mean, that's basically I'm just coming from CyanGen straight to this. And that's what a lot of beefs are like early on is that I'm just not used to it. Things have moved, but you find the more you use it, the the way they move the things, it's actually a lot better, I, I think. on, on Yeah, Jelly I don't know if it's better, but I mean, like I got the Facebook contact thing figured out. Nice. Um. Yeah, I just I had like it was pulling in, but it was just mixing all my contacts together. So I just had to go through and delete a bunch of things, and it made me it made me take some time to actually go through and fix up all my contacts and clean them up. So I guess it was good and bad, but I have them all syncing nicely now, and, you know, so that all worked. Um, I'm trying to think what else I I've gotten used to the camera more. I really like the camera in poor light. It's 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 shutter speeds still has to go too long so it gets a little blurry you know from does it do shape. the focus thing where it goes way to one side and then pulls back and then yeah, takes the picture i know it's so much it's just that. i think it just struggles a little bit it's apertures and that's wide so right. it just struggles a little bit in low light but you that's know, to be expected it's, yeah it's okay i mean it's just a camera phone but i've been really happy with it outdoors it takes really good photos yeah yeah um you know seth that's surprising because uh, i was messing with with one uh with the s3 this week and I thought the I thought the shutter speed was like crazy fast, but that the pictures kind of look washed out a little bit. Like I didn't think they captured the colors as well as like my my old photon or something. Which were had you on, were you were you indoors? Uh, both indoors and outdoors. Yeah, for me, I mean, like I'm not sure why else I'm getting blurry pictures unless it's keeping the shutter speed open too long and I'm moving it. You know what I mean like I, I mean I'm focusing. It just it just seems like a struggle as an indoor to really Seth, get a crisp. That's what yeah. filters are for, bud. Filters. 
Filter? What do you mean? Uh, you just gotta filter the crap out of your pictures. And then You're not doing it right. That's why people like and then you can't Instagram tell they're blurry. And all this exactly. That's why people like Instagram. Exactly. Man, they can take crap photos and be like, "Look at this blurry picture on my foot. Isn't it great? Because is is it's overexposed uh, now. The colors with are a, just with so. A frame. The colors really it's reached sepia. out and touched me. I mean, that was really emotional. What you did there with Don't that. Don't you want to like my photo? <laughs> Don't you want to share it to all of your friends? I'm going to um, heart your photo on Instagram because it's got a border now. That's sexy. Okay, back to my phone. No, <laughs> wait. I like this better. Hold on. <laughs> no, um, go ahead. Everybody think, loves uh, like, Ranty uh, Jeremy. The GPS gets connection fast. It's just, it's just really good. Oh, no, here's battery life. Uh, I went to Comic-Con, so I used it for just two days, just for a day or two Seth, days. Seth, did you see the Walking Dead thing there? Did you run through no, it for 70 I, no, bucks? I, I, no, it's impossible. Oh, I, yeah, I did see that. Did I was you... really tempted to. Seth. <sighs> I talked to a bunch of people that came out, and they said it was a lot of fun. They said you might want to go in there and clean up that zombie I just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, see the uh, guy from Mythbusters wandering around in any of his costumes? Adam Savage? No. That's the one? No, I've... No, I did you see no. the Hyundai zombie apocalypse car? Hyundai is a zombie apocalypse. No one okay, should ever drive point, it Hey, I used to have is, a Hyundai. Now, what's your point, Did you Seth? enjoy it? I did. I enjoyed the 100,000-mile warranty because I rode the pee out of it. Oh, okay. I, I bought it specifically to drive cross-country. Because you needed that warranty, Exactly, because I was driving cross-country for a living, yes. Now, Seth, please. All right. Here's then. my point. So I, 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 woke up and, I woke up maybe one morning at like 6, and I had my phone with me until about midnight. And it made it through if I nursed it, right, all day long. Like I had a, like when I wasn't actually using the data, I would turn that off, and I would try to nurse it. I mean, I still use it a lot. Like I would take notes on it and stuff like that, uh, take pictures. But it made me through a whole day, so that's pretty impressive, I think. I'm not uh, saying my... though that that's a normal use case. Do you want to have to worry about nursing your phone just to get through a day? But granted, Comic Con. No, no, no. But I was, but I mean, I'm using it heavily. I mean, like this is right, my internet. You're... This is everything on my whole day of just sitting in lines and junk like that. So. Right. Um, it's I mean, like we were there but, with you. No, but by nursing it, I mean like nursing it when I wasn't using it, but I was actually using it really heavily throughout the day. Right, right. And, and norm- so, yeah. And so uh, I was quite happy with it. I, I mean, it was performing. It, everything's fast. It's great. Connects internet. Now, here's one thing. I'm noticing that it's starting to scuff on the back a little bit. Um, Again, some some scratches and things. But the screen is still like I don't have a case, and I don't think I'm ever going to put a case on it. Do you I have a do you have a screen protector on it? Nope, nope. I don't think I'm gonna put one on. I gotta I mean, say, be... my new Galaxy Nexus already starting to notice a couple scratches on it. They did I mean, not. It's... This is my third one. Zag invisible shields, my friends. I know, but I mean, no, like I've had no, the phone two no, years, and it's no. like, have you ever used a Zag? Yes, I have. I refuse. <laughs> There's nothing like anything else. They're, no, they're amazing. They're different. How about I you make the nice. How about you make the glass not scratch? How about that? Just saying. And how about, dude, and I took how a steak knife from my kittens. Palm Pre, and it came out unscathed. I put Thank this you, one Zach. in my pocket, and it scratched. So I don't want to talk. To, I don't want to hear about your palm. Stop pre. carrying rocks. I don't. Oh, that might be a. Never mind. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. I, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's well, good because I was wondering what it was. Now I know. I mean, okay. Anyone who wants to get the Galaxy S3, I would highly recommend it. Still, uh, a few more of those. A few more of the uh, apps that weren't working last week. I totally test. Remember I talked about the games not working? They're slowly starting to like update them so they work. 
I still can't play Dead Space, which is upsetting. And, and that was the problem, then the apps weren't ready for Jelly Bean? I don't know. It's not Jelly Bean, but I don't know why or, they were Oh, right. Because I had that problem with the Waze app, and they updated it, and now it works perfectly. So it was the app in that yeah, case. But... They're just slowly, the game lots is slowly rolling it out to, to Galaxy S3, it looks like. And there's still a few not working, but a few have. Like, now Asphalt works, and well, Modern cool. Combat works, and I think. And so, I mean, it wasn't in my camera. One of them, Nova. I forget which one it was. But one so after them. after a week uh, of using it, you're you're still glad you got it. You're not having any totally. buyer regret or nothing like that. No, no. Oh, 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 oh hold on. <laughs> Ooh, this yes, I am actually. Yeah, no, no, no. Good, <laughs> good call. Good recall. Uh, I tried one of my. I met a friend at Comic Con down there at San Diego who also had just gotten a Verizon Galaxy S3. So it was a Verizon phone, and we tried to do. Um, like the S beam, you know, where you touch the phones back to back. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's called S beam. It's called yeah, back to back. We couldn't get it to work. We so it, we we like we did everything right. It said touch your phones and separate them, and then it would just it wouldn't send back and forth. Did you have and, NFC turned on and all that stuff? Yeah, we had everything turned on. We spent like a half did hour. You... Turn, we turned everything on and off. Tried hmm. to go into the gallery app and you know. Well, see did you try and it. do it not through the S app but just through the Android beam, or can you not do that on the? on that phone uh we tried that too and it forced us to turn the s1 on ah that's and so nice. then uh so then we tried to do just the regular because then another thing is this like i forget that there's so many different names all the proprietary names but it's the one where you hook up to another phone directly with that's wi-fi direct. that's wi-fi direct and we're still yeah, but it's, we're called s, s, it's called s photo share or something like that all well because wi-fi direct share. is just the like the protocol and that then you need the apps to actually do anything with yeah, it so, so that's their version Right, and so we both tried to scan for each other's Wi-Fi Direct thing, and it's like scanning for other device. I and got nothing. my Prime to connect to the Galaxy Nexus, and it w- it sat there connected to each other, but there were no apps to make them do anything. So they just sat well, there so we connected our to each, each other. See each other, which oh, makes you wow. think there might be a hardware problem with one of our phones. So mm. then I went down to the Verizon store to check with another one. And they were like, we don't have any phones here with Tesla. No, we go. Thanks for nothing, Verizon. Of course. <laughs> They're like, we have to open up a box and we're not going to do that. And I was like, you guys suck. Uh, so I've been really frustrated with the like proprietary apps. Like the ones, you know, like the photo sharing things are supposed to sort of be the unique part of it. Like none of them working. Which Although, you could get rid of if you really wanted to. Yeah, because you could use Google Plus like events or something, right? That wouldn't be a big deal. Well, but I'm just still, saying I'm you still... could just completely flash that thing if you wanted to. Oh, but I want to, I'm saying I want to, if I want to use, right? I kind of want to use their thing. I mean, if I'm with a bunch of a Galaxy X3s, it'd be kind of fun to share photos back and forth. But anyways, it didn't work. Yeah. But the thing I do like a lot is they're called the Kies or Keys. I'm not sure what it's called, K-I-E-S, which is like a way I hook up my phone to my computer through Wi-Fi. So I just plug it in. I mean, I just have it go onto my network and then type in a web address and then it brings up like a a, a Chrome uh, page. And like it has all my stuff laid out perfectly, so I can like upload, download. It's great. I don't, I don't plug my phone in anymore on my computer. It's all through Kai's Wi-Fi. It's great. That's pretty awesome. I'm glad you're finally up with the times and and able to to do transfers without dragging that damn cable along everywhere. Whoa, I'm not sure. What did you do? We've all been. I personally, I've always been using ES File Explorer and just having that is, go through is this my an app Wi-Fi. Or what, is that? what is ES File? It's Explorer? a File Explorer app. You don't oh, have to okay. be rooted, and in there you can go LAN, you can go FTP, you can have it connect to pretty much anything. And I just oh. have my yes, shared network. Yes, File Explorer. Yeah, 
and I just have my shared network, and I can get to any of my computers from there and drag and drop or copy or whatever. For, like, well, since my OG droid, Seth, no excuses. No, no, but there's some cool... I mean, okay, whatever whatever you fancy pans are doing. Oh. There's also some fun. There's also some... Uh, With your apps and everything all fancy. Also, uh, Matt and his Samba shares. Just the... <laughs> Just the app layout of uh, Kai's was pretty cool. That's cool, man. Because it shows you your text messages, and it's just, it's just a good it's a good little deal. So that I liked. I'm done. Next, he's going to tell us about his fancy electric car starter. It's like, you guys, this is the coolest thing. It actually tells me what time it is on the phone. Like, it's right there. <laughs> Dude! Dude! Next thing that's you like know, somebody, that's almost as like somebody reviewing maps. I know, right? Yeah, next I was thing you say, tell, Joe, you can't hop on this bandwagon. Next thing you, next thing you tell me, it'll be taking pictures. Pfft, yeah, right. All right, sure, moving. When Joey chose uh, maps as his app of the day a few weeks ago. Just thought I'd call you. And in. we haven't let him forget <laughs> it since. Oh man! All right, let's. The first uh, time I used it. Of course. Let's move on. Let's talk about the ooh yeah. Last week we brought it up. They were what? All, just over 1 million. Now a week later, still 22 days to go. A whopping 5,016,377. Just 22 days left, just soaring. If they don't make one of these, I'm going to be annoyed. What is I'm, the proper pronunciation of this damn thing? Ooh yeah. Who cares? It's ooh yeah. Sure? I'm pretty sure. Is it not ooh yeah? I don't know. What else would it be? French? It's O U Y A. Ooh yeah. I I don't know. I, I would imagine that's what it is. This well, makes in, me in French s- doesn't O U become a W? It would be we why we ooh we are we we could. Could be this makes know, me want to start a competitor to the ooh yeah and call it the ooh no, and I'm just going to take everybody's money and run. <laughs> Five <laughs> mil? I could, yeah, see ya. But You know what? You know what would be hilarious? Submit a Kickstarter project for this and have all of the supporting levels be $1 less because it's open source. Say, <laughs> we're going to wait six months for them to come out. We're going to steal all of their ideas. And sell it to you for a dollar more. Dollar less. <laughs> you're, you're an entrepreneur, Jeremy. You're a brilliant man. Uh, I'm still, the more, I, I know some people are like, oh, this is stupid. This is going to have problems. I'm still completely into this. Sherwin, what do, what do you think of the ooh yeah? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> best name I've, ever. I've seen, all, I've seen all the hype, all the hype surrounding it. And I'm just like, you know, at the end of the day, they better come out with a really, really like seriously kick-ass game. They better bring they it. They better bring if it hard. They don't, I mean, they can really start making people be all suspect about donating all this money to Kickstarter, man. But yeah, it looks it, it, it looks exciting. You know what? If I get hardware accelerated meme support, I'll be fine. That'll be enough for me. If I can play Asteroids on Android by a MAME. On my I'll, big I'm screen. <laughs> on a big yes. screen. I'm fine. With a controller. You know I'll play Pong. I'll That's... play Pong on a 50-inch screen. But you know what? Pong. I think the most, the coolest thing about this is the fact that you can put all these different emulators with all these different ROMs. But because it's open source, you can make all these different input devices for it. You can have the gun or the golf club or, I mean, you can do anything with this. I, I just, the possibilities to me just seem completely endless. And well, I'm, I'm so guys, excited. When we, when we get to my app pick, 
then you will see the value in the ooh yeah. Ooh yeah. I just want to play Dragon Warrior Teased. on my TV. And granted, like I've said, you can... Of course, when they come out with the second one, it'll be, ooh yeah too! Ooh yeah too. Ooh me. Why did you say that with a stereotypical Asian accent? I have He no couldn't idea. help it. He couldn't help it. It's okay, Joey. Some of us are born racist. It's okay. But I'm I'm I know the power and we've talked about this before, just what you can do with a basic Android tablet and some emulators and a bunch of ROMs and plugging it in through HDMI. I mean just having it set up like that, it just uh, very exciting. Very exciting. So just wanted to mention a little update there five million dollars deep into this Kickstarter thing. So pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. They still taking donations? Uh yeah. 22 more days. I mean, they're sold out of most everything, but you can still... Well, they upped they some of the, quite a, the rewards. A few they, they offered some other up. Yeah, the 99 or more, there's 47,000 out of 80,000 remaining. So that's getting the console, the controller. Uh, they guarantee they'll have one for you before it gets the stores, plus all of the rewards that they mention above. So, Yep, there are quite a few are still you- open, like you said. Are you guys? Are you guys getting? Are you guys gonna uh, sign up for that one? Already done. I don't have ninety nine dollars. Yeah, Very nice. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, I would. I, I signed up with an IOU. They said we don't take those here. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about. I, just I love that they've got the pledge level set at L- a one three three seven. Yeah. Totally. Anybody else just love the the irony yes. of that? The different levels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So uh, I found something interesting on TechCrunch. It's a video of the world's thinnest smartphone pounding a nail into a board. And again, I just look at this and I'm so angry that my phone scratches just from cotton. But it's uh, the Oppo OPPO Finder. Currently holds the silly title of being the thinnest smartphone in the world at a... 6.65 millimeter, 1.95 millimeter, and 2.75 thinner than the Galaxy S3. That's uh, your phone, isn't it, Seth? And the new tagline for selling yep. this phone is "Want to get hammered?" <laughs> Want to get nailed <laughs> or hammered? Sure. Uh, 1.5 gigahertz chip, one gig of RAM, Android 4.0 with 4.3 inch Super AMOLED Plus screen. That just, I mean, the video's there. It To me, though, if you watch the video, it looks like the guy's kind of holding it a certain way. I, I don't know. So it's, take from it what you will, but pretty interesting nonetheless that it just... Pounds. This thing's 400 bucks off contract. And just pounding in nails. Hold on, let me translate the page. This, this phone's kind of hot. It's, it's right? Yeah, I mean, it's the carpenter phone. I mean, it's not a bad deal for for the specs, and it comes with Android 4.0. Hmm. Yep. So, just thought I mentioned that. Pretty interesting. Uh, let's see, Eric. Android malware twenty five thousand. Just numbers exploding in June. Uh, you want yeah. to tell us about this? Uh, yeah, I saw this yesterday, and I was since we had Sherwin coming on, I definitely wanted to get your opinion, man, because I'm reading this, and I get, I mean, I'm looking at this, it's a very nice infographic. Very nice. The, the Android for Q4 looks like, in, I don't know, an Android draft. I mean, it's all very cute, but 
it, I mean, it seemed very light on the actual, um, I don't know, like they didn't really uh, say where they got their data from. So it's do from, we, trend... do we think this is true? Do we think it's just BS for Trend Micro to, you know, scare people about uh, malicious apps? Well, we know they're definitely out there, right? Are they sure out they there? Are. It, are they counting? I'm curious how they're counting it. If if one app can have you know 500 different samples of it, so that kind of inflates the number, or are these actually 25,000 different apps? And it says here that 5,000 new malicious Android apps were found in quarter one of 2012. So they're making it sound like apps, right? What do you think, Sean? I, I think it's a it might be a a mixture of apps as well as various versions of the same because like for example the with the Zeus the Zeus malware app that when it first came on the scene infected you know thousands of people then they released a second version of it and a third version so possibly maybe they're combining the numbers of all of those versions because that would I mean that number might sound a little feasible because uh who is it um Juniper recently reported they're going to be seen at least 472% increase in malware between July to what is that November or something of 2012 as well as a whole lot of other ones out there that's reporting so I mean we're, you're, you're seeing it out there like you said so in terms of the actual numbers behind it we're not really certain how they're quantifying because you know with just so with any statistics if you don't really have a concept behind it you know you can twist and turn any set of numbers around Right. If you're an antivirus company, it's maybe in your best interest to cherry pick out of the data to prove that, look, you do need our software, not just on your computers, but also on your mobile devices, which do any of you guys run antivirus? I don't run any of that stuff on my device, antivirus wise. I used to, but I just, it was slowing my phone down. It was eating battery and I just, I don't download enough sketchy apps do you use antivirus on your pcs at home absolutely or work really yeah i've gotten the habit of taking them off of like maybe my my netbook i took it off just stuff like that that i'm not leaving on running 24 7 it just seems unnecessary i I don't know what do you think joey antivirus on a pc particularly well let me rephrase that antivirus on a windows pc is an absolute (laughs) essential commodity if you are running linux it is unnecessary unless you're running a file server that has windows based computers accessing it um if you're running a mac i think that uh antivirus is not so much a problem but malware is going to be a problem uh you find those usually bundled together as a scanning uh tool so they're going to be one and the same i think mac antivirus is going to grow by several hundred thousand percent uh in the next few years because simply there wasn't a market for it and now there's going to be um the in regards to that whole thing of i don't need my computer on all the time so i don't need the antivirus um and don't tell me that you haven't said that before because you that's you talks with that accent what is Matt, with your accent tonight you're I, just i just said it I, i've been watching mind of mencia okay so you're so recycling sudden, old george lopez bits or what what are you doing here oh that's low just say no, i just every time i look at you i go anyway um but Anyway, the views uh, and opinions expressed here on Attack of the Androids are those of Joey exclusively. Private message me, and I'll send you his address, and you can kick him in the groin. Thank you very much, Jeremy. We appreciate that. Oh, that was not funny, honey. Thank you, Jeremy. You yeah, got my girlfriend laughing. 
anyway, um, if you, the problem with not running any kind of antivirus on a laptop, even if it's only connected every now and again, uh, is that you can, particularly on a mobile computer, connect to a network that is less than reputable and may be running other people that have no antivirus, and you can get infected through a direct network connection. Um, I run every computer in the house that has Windows on it is running some sort of antivirus. Um, if it's a Linux box, no. Besides, and and as to running it on a phone, I don't think that it's unwarranted. But I'm with Jeremy on the performance uh, degradation. Uh, I think uh, that Sherwin probably is going to tell me that I'm crazy that we should all be running antivirus on the phones. All right. Actually, I I would have to take a small step back. I mean, it comes down to what exactly you're doing with your phone. If you're the type of person like me that's constantly testing out a bunch of random applications and possibly could get infected pretty easily, you know, I, I definitely have to run an antivirus on my phone just based on certain concepts. But, for example, I mean, one of the main developers, the open source program manager over at Google, Chris D. DeBonar, I believe is his last name. Yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of a weird last name. But um, he was making a comment recently on Google Plus since uh, Symantec released their version of antivirus. And as usual, with every new release, everyone is quoting numbers, trying to hype it up. And one of the statements he mentioned is that uh, virus companies are playing on your fears to try to sell you BS protection software for Android, RIM, iOS. And he went on to even say... <laughs> They're charlatans and scammers. If you work for a company selling virus protection for Android, RIM, or iOS, you should be ashamed of yourself. That's wow. <laughs> Yeah, and he's the There's open source program manager thing, over at Google, so I guess, you know, he, he probably should know what he's what he's talking about, but you know, it's I think it's a matter of, you know, you would know exactly what, you know, but what is your it... level of comfort is. Isn't it For those too? Of you wishing to complain, contact Google. Isn't it too uh, early though? Because a lot of antivirus software runs using heuristics, and it doesn't seem that we've had enough samples of mobile antivirus or malware to get a decent database of definitions put together to not have just a bunch of dumb false positives all day. And it it, it seems like it does exactly. nothing more than suck your you know your your system resources down. No, and that, I think that's that's 100% true right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. Because of the constraints that are not really in place for the Android system in terms of anyone can just, you know, create a developer account and start uploading, you know, bootleg software and, you know, or malicious software, rather, I should say. And there's not really too much things in place. Yes, there's Bouncer and there's all the stuff like that. But as we were saying before, I, you know, I, I think right now, if you do other things, with your phone in terms of like, you know, if you do take that step and you root your phone and you put a firewall or something on your phone, you can be able to block and control all the traffic on your phone instead of just, you know, you're right, having an antivirus that's just running all the time and then, you know, killing your resources. But yeah, I think it matters what you're doing. Yeah, and it's... it goes back to that old uh, Unix uh, thing. You never run as root if you can avoid it. Uh, and all these people that are rooting their phones and not fully understanding what that means, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you have to understand what you're doing. You're opening the phone up to the kingdom, as but, it were, 
and you need to be sure that you're standing there with the with the, the your hand on the gate to shut it to keep the alligators out. But without doing that, you can't use awesome apps like Tin Can Ad Blocker, which will block most of in-app uh, ads. It blocks a ton of stuff like that. You can't use you know the backup stuff like Titanium. You can't use uh, inside ROM toolbox now, there's a DNS changer that'll change not only your Wi-Fi DNS, but your mobile DNS over to whatever you choose, or it has a bunch of presets. Personally, I, I'm on open DNS, that's why I use it at home and everything. So, I mean, you couldn't do all, any of that stuff without root. So th- there's pluses and minus, minus to it, but uh, normal users, I don't think, are going to care enough one way or another to do any of that anyway. And just, you know, guys, going back to the the antivirus thing, I will just throw out there that uh, there are some some good antivirus suites for Android that offer more than just the antivirus piece. Right. Um, I was using ABG, um, which is free, and some of the other stuff. I was using it actually on my Prime. I haven't reinstalled it though since I put a new ROM on it. Did your um, power just go out? My power just went What's out. Was that your UPS back. beeping? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, okay. Hurry up! Get your point across. All Eric, right, we're good. Go. We're good, man. I'm take donations um, for the get Jeremy a bigger. I mean, get Eric the big, a bigger battery fund. <laughs> get me a awesome. get me a giant solar panel. Um, get you a plane ticket no, to somewhere with electricity. That too, but the, it came with things like anti theft, um, anti tampering. Uh, you know, being able to um, embed something using like using uh, Clockwork Mod Recovery. Flashing something into, um, I don't, I don't remember which partition. It might have been the boot partition, but basically something that if your phone was ever stolen, um, short of the person that stole it, reflashing a different ROM on it, which most people probably are not going to do. You can, you know, lock up the phone to where they can't use it. You can try to track it down. But Eric, I mean, there are some value adds to some of these programs outside of just scanning for viruses. For that stuff, though, wouldn't you go with an app that's specifically designed to do that, like a Cerberus, Cerebrus or a Cerberus or whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah I've been I, using that one too. That app is awesome. Yeah, I don't want to try. I just don't feel like I want something that's so broad that they're doing a bunch of little things halfway. I want an app that's going to let me do everything I need to do if my phone gets taken, take snapshots, audio, video, you know, all that. And it just seems like, well, especially Symantec, they have such a bad taste. Like for, for me, if you've ever gotten a new computer back in the day, you, that was the first thing you did was rip Symantec off of there, killed live update. I mean, it was whole Norton and it was just a whole process. I don't want that anywhere near a mobile device. It just seems duh you know but well i guess i'm speaking specifically for abg just because i well, thought it was a yeah. great application um it didn't seem to slow down my my system they they actually went out and um purchased a program that did all this anti-theft stuff it was a paid program i don't remember what it's called what it was called uh and then they just integrated that into their antivirus suite uh suite for free right um, so you... i hear what you're saying sometimes these things most of the time these things are really bad but at least in that one case with ABG, I've been pleased. If you look at this no, I, info, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, look at this infographic. I mean, the, all of the different uh, malware types that they show here the adware, the spying tool, the router, the data stealer, premium service abuser, click fraudster, and malicious downloader. It seems like it. If if you just looked at this and didn't really know any better, you'd say, "Oh my goodness, this is all of these things all trying to get me." That's that's terrible. But 
I mean, a lot of, I, I don't know. I really don't, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal yet, but eventually, right? I mean. I tried looking for the source data for this info- infographic, and I mean, granted, I didn't spend hours on it, but in 15 minutes of trying to dig into it, uh, I couldn't find anything, which, I mean, if you're going to put something like this together, I would hope that you would at least back it up with the uh, with the real data and that it'd be easy to find. But I mean, whatever. even as it relates to that, the, oh, I, I was going to am I feeding back? No, oh, I was going to say that uh, I've been I used to use ours a lookout antivirus before, and that was really killing my battery. So I removed that and I started. But I give AVG a second shot again, and I mean AVG does detect certain changes on your phone. I mean it detects you know viruses too, but like one one of the things it noticed is that oh you're running your system as a higher privilege or something like that. It detected that my system was rooted. It detected I had USB debugging on. I mean, it detected like um like some of the apps I have on my phone, like let's say uh airs air spoofer and some of the other apps I I know these apps are can be classified as you as you know semi-malicious apps it detected all those apps you know obviously i could have just ignored it but it detected all those various apps and even as it relates to new malicious application like what's a good group that i hang out on is um i subscribe to the google mobile malware group where a bunch of researchers usually hang out and they're constantly posting samples just about like every day oh uh, here's a new sample here's the minute a new news article goes out there someone would post a request. Oh, I just noticed this article. Does anyone have a sample? So they're constantly trading. And so you're seeing a lot of new samples almost every day. So you can tell for sure it's out there. But as far as how much, then that's just the only part. That's a little unknown. And it seems too that every, every, the, each variant could produce a new sample. So it could just be this one piece that's constantly evolving. That's just spitting out sample after sample for these guys to collect. But so it would be fair to say that in Sherwin and Seth's opinion that AVG is better than average? On my home PC, I use AVG and Avast when I'm using antivirus. Those are the two I always go for. You completely missed that. Probably. Our A-V- listeners. AVG and average. Uh, better yeah. than average. <laughs> wow, yeah, I wouldn't have even thought of that. I'm going to edit out his explanation, and we'll see how many listeners at home on the podcast actually catch that, because I'm going to guess it's going to be none. This podcast it's is going to be very below average response. Much like the podcast. Thank you, Eric. Um, all right. It's towards the end of the show. Did we have anything else we want to talk about before we get to app picks? You you put something about Jelly Bean and what it does. Uh, Eric, was that something at the dev level you wanted to get into real quick or no? You know, I'll. I just think this is kind of cool. We don't need to talk about it too much. Um, the the full change log for Android four point one Jelly Bean uh, was posted uh, this past week, and it's just kind of neat to go through there and read um, all of the like a lot of work went into this. So be, to be able to read all of the changes, um, things that may not apply to everybody, like accessibility, uh, they added uh, four or five things. Uh, to that which might make Android a good fit for somebody who has low vision or other issues. Um, it's just co- sort of a neat thing to scroll through. Uh, if there's especially some one thing in particular you're interested in, whether it's like encryption or Google Now or something like that, um, or if, if you're Matt, Google Currents, 
because we know he loves that, uh, then just check out the changelog because it's kind of cool. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff in there that you, if you were just going off of what was announced at the keynote at Google I.O., like that was just a tiny, tiny portion of it. And I can see going through this, some of it's stuff that we've found on our own just by messing with it. We're like, oh, whoa, did you know you could do that or this or that? And it's cool to see like a full list on, on one page that, that tells you everything that's been changed. The new keyboard, I mean, the keyboard is great. I'm using SwiftKey 3 less and less and the stock uh, JB keyboard more and more prediction is getting really good plus the voice to text is just unmatched get it joey unmatched oh my god all right at picks jeremy please wow. oh crap i don't have one joey please save you from yourselves all right um this one i actually have a practical app uh for this week and i'm gonna try to get it up on the screen it's a breath here. of fresh air thanks joey yeah <laughs> Well, as opposed to a game or something, uh, no. this is a uh, app called U- Ulysses Speedometer, and this is one of those things where, okay, it's kind of funky, but I'll tell you the reason why I use this. I have an issue where my 34-year-old motorcycle speedometer is not entirely accurate. It's off by several miles an hour. So I like to have something that I can verify how fast I'm actually going, or at least closer to it, than my speedometer that's on the bike. A super so, sweet Android GPS speedometer? Exactly. And this thing mm. is absolutely sick in terms of how much it does. It has on the screen the speedometer. It has an onboard compass. It has your elevation from sea level it has a trip meter, how many miles you've driven in the 24-hour period. You can go back to the day before, the week before, month before. And this is something I haven't found anywhere else. And even my GPS, my Garmin GPS does not have this feature. It will tell you your 0 to 60, 0 to 100, and your quarter-mile times. For, you, you know, are when you're doing the quarter-mile on your way to work every morning. That's awesome. Well, what's interesting is that apparently uh, what it doesn't have the intelligence to figure out is that every time you stop, you're not immediately starting another race. Yes, I am. Uh, (laughs) Every single time. I mean, I've got like quarter mile times of like 62 seconds. And obviously I'm not trying very hard. That Uh, sounds about right on that bike. (laughs) Oh, Oh. Oh, oh. Okay, hold on a minute. Whoa, whoa. Some whoa, bikes are meant for cruising. The rear wheel, 114, mile, uh, 114 miles an hour in the quarter mile and 11 points, uh, no, 14 seconds in the quarter. supposed to be. Anyway. Joey, um, your bike couldn't do 114 miles an hour. Bull pucky. <laughs> bull pucky. No, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to say why I know that, but bull pucky. Anyway, uh, great app. It's useful in the car. Uh, one other cool thing, if you click on the compass, or you tap on the compass, it gives you, no, I'm sorry, if you tap on the GPS icon, it gives you the ability to launch your navigation program of choice right from that screen. You can jump straight into, in my case, Google Maps, and uh, you know, as opposed to going back to your home screen and then loading this, which so, you'll you'll find Joey reviewing about four episodes ago. If you missed funny. it, funny, 
Yeah, okay. Anyway, the other thing you can do is tap on the speedometer, and it gives you this dashboardy type thing, which you then click on apps, and you have a customized list of apps that you can uh, launch with one touch. Well, that's so like... for you notice, I've, I've got Pandora in here, I've got uh, my audio uh, book player, and I've got Google Music. And those are the three that I usually use for playing music while I'm on the go. And the advantage, again, is that you're not leaving this app. You're using this app as a launcher, so you're not having to go back to home screen and futz around. And you'll notice that these icons are very large. They're very easily identified, so you can quickly tap on one and move on rather than uh, getting into a, a situation where you're having to look for a tiny little That's icon the whole screen. point of the, the whole car mode home, and there's different car home screens. They make the buttons nice and big. What I'm interested in is these applications, once we get things like Google Glass or phones with little built-in projectors that can actually throw that hollow up on your windshield. It, like Then they become so much more useful, I think. It's funny that you mention that. This has a HUD. There you go. Okay? That's awesome. This, the intention of this is that you put it on your dash... Yeah, and you and it let it reflect onto the windshield. Right, and it's it's in it's it's backwards and upside down and whatnot, so you can turn it whatever direction you need it to. Uh, I haven't tested this yet. I don't know how well it works. Personally, I figure it's probably going to be very distracting. Um, but it's um, I, I find that the app itself is awesome. It's advertising supported and free. Um, the pro version, which gets rid of the ads, gives you a few extra features, is $2.25. So, well. in my opinion, oh, yeah, by the way, battery monitor right here, so you can tell how fast your battery's draining. Clock, date, very large, very easy to see, and it will keep your screen from going to sleep. Nice. Also a key feature. Cool. Yep. Very impressed with it. What's it called again? Uh, Ulysses, I think, U-L-Y-S-S-E, Speedometer, and then there's the pro version, which is right. uh, not advertising supported, and then there, this is the free one that I'm using. All right. Sweet deal. Seth, at pick. So mine is one called The Good Little War Game. It's a, it's a, uh, a game, obviously. So I used to play, uh, I think it was called, like, I forget, it was for my Game Boy. It was for Game Boy Advance. Mech War or something, or Advan- Advance Wars. Wars. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And so this reminds me a little bit of that. Um, good little war games. It's fun. Uh, I forget how much it costs. I think it maybe was free when I got it, but it's a, it's a quite, it's kind of a fun little game, little strategy game. Good deal. Jeremy, you got an app pick for us now? I do, actually. I, I just dug through my apps and, and found something that... I, I'm really hoping I didn't forget and who, review this before. Who's cause... singing in the background? Is that you? <laughs> Am I, I just hearing so. things? Anyway, go ahead. No, I heard something. Because, you know, let's admit it, I drink while we do this show. Um, <laughs> but there's a great app called Untapped, and it's a sort of a social... Uh, I think that app's been picked app. three times now on the show, but yeah. For For beer, I like beer cool app so if you like beer and you have android you should have untapped and you should add me and we can talk about beer and you can drink beer during the podcast and then feel the same shame that jeremy does when he picks the same app three times a row. <laughs> it, it was ant one time <laughs> and then it was him and then that's cool it's that good 
I'll pick it next week too because I won't. Remember. I'm gonna pick it the week after that. So. <laughs> and next week, Jeremy will be reviewing YouTube app. All right, Eric, give us an app pick, please. All right, my app pick's a little pick is a little weird this week because you can only get it on the Amazon App Store, which very nearly I almost avoided the app altogether. Um, it's called Aralon Sword and Shadow. It's a game. It's six dollars ninety nine cents. But whoa! But but but. But, hey, chill out, Jeremy. But you get a dollar in Amazon MP3 credit Whoa. Uh, if you buy it. See, oh. now, you can, now you can freak out. A whole dollar? Yeah, those are useless. A whole dollar. Those are not useless. Those are I, useless. If, I'm, if I hear a really good song, a lot of times I will just, I'll just be like, you know what? Screw it. 99 cents. I have a dollar credit at the Amazon store, and I'll get it. You, you are wrong in this instance, Jeremy. You are wrong. I would, I'm with Eric. I'm sorry. I have been. <laughs> I have been corrected. Thank you for showing me the error of my ways, Eric. <laughs> oh, man. I would. Already. I would rather give that one dollar to the guy at the corner of Walmart with the sign. Just saying. All right, sure. Give him your MP3. Credits. Whatever. So this this Here. game is like, it's it's an RPG, but it's it's compared a lot to Morrowind. I think it's. It's sort of like if Morrowind and World of Warcraft had a weird baby, uh, that's what this game would be. Um, the music is, the music in this game is actually really good. The voice acting is laughable, and my wife and I were getting a big kick out of you know the really really horrible voice acting. Uh, All you know, your when I installed this. are belong to us. No, it's 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 like when people are trying to be very emotional. And it's like, what do you mean my father's dead? Like that sort of voice acting. Oh my god. Somebody should hire us to voice a game for them. I think that would be the most amazing game ever made. Just saying. I think we could do it. Most amazing game ever made. Alright, thank you. But it's it's good. You should check it out. If you like games like that, like World of Warcraft, Morrowind, those sorts of things, I think this is a must buy. I think it's an I I think it was originally an iOS, but it's it's an awesome game. I like those games so much, I reenact it in the real world with my friends. That's weird. All right, Sherwin, do you have an app pick, please? Oh, man, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out. I got, like, so many different apps, but um, I guess it's not a show all about apps. Uh, ah, crap, crap. Okay, oh, okay, here we go. All right, you know what? I'll, Write I'll, a script I'll... to randomly pick one and then tell us about that one. Okay, so the one I want to pick would be Jibberbot. Nice. Jibberbot, you can find it from the from the uh, Play Store. And if you check out the same developer at the Guardian Project, most of the other apps I was going to mention are from the same guys of the Guardian Project. But Jibberbot basically provides encrypted chat for Google, Facebook, Java with support for Tor. Yes, you heard right. With support for Tor. So you could have anonymity along with private encrypted chatting if you're chatting with Google, Facebook, or Jabber on your Android phone. Okay. Somehow that makes me excited. Everyone else doesn't seem too excited, but no, I'm excited. No, encrypted... <laughs> does, because, I don't know, can you share publicly when you encrypt everything like that? It, it seems like it has its place for more private I- individual conversation, but I don't know. I, Very popular in Colombia. Encrypting social networks doesn't ever seem like a – it doesn't seem that great of an idea to me. 
because the whole point it of seems it so is, antisocial. It, I know exactly. That, that's thank you, Eric. But now, if you had a social network all about people who buy and sell pot, or like Joey said, Columbia with the cocaine, then maybe you want that thing encrypted, and maybe this is a really good way to do that uh, oh, using you, Facebook you what, resources, you, right? Using the pigeon, using the pigeon client. Have you ever done off the record chat before with the pigeon client on your PC? No, the only third party client I've ever really got into is eBuddy because that was the first one on the OG Droid that supported Facebook chat and AIM and Yahoo. It does everything. But um, think of it this way, right? If you're at, you know, maybe you don't really use a lot of free wireless, but in certain places that, you know, if your connection is really sucky, but you need to chat about something important, you jump on the free wireless. The traffic is the traffic is now exposed to everyone in that wireless. Right. But if what I'm talking about is secure, I don't want everyone in my business. Boom, you have this option right now. Let me encrypt my chat. Let me talk about what I'm talking about, and then I can get off this free wireless without having to worry about that. So could come in handy in that instance. That's why I like CryptoCat for. Or you can also it's kinda like a one quick way to set up like a screen SSL tunnel with Biddleby Gateway that you're using to chat, and then you can just connect to that securely but yeah that, that's pretty cool yes yeah, cryptocat is pretty cool i like cryptocat i like cryptocat cool. i just like the name it's great <laughs> hit you up on cryptocat <laughs> big catty about it now all right was that everybody big catty about it i actually got that one i'm i'm done i'm just ignoring the rest of joey's jokes from here on out from like five minutes ago i got another game luck, for you guys man. i heard this one on a different show and i downloaded it and played it and i just have to say i can't stop playing it it's a cool wheel color game it's called gyro and it's just if you play it with headphones in the dark it's just cool man like it 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 lights up and it beeps but it beeps in rhythm kind of and it i don't know you got to play it's hard to explain but it's called gyro it's just a big color wheel you gotta match the colors by spinning the wheel and it it gets pretty hard is there an epilepsy warning at the beginning of this game? There probably should be. It, I want a big. It sounds like one of those. Hypno toad, and then like warning. Good that news. game angered me. I played it. It was hard as crap. It's so great. What's your score? I've almost broke ten grand. I don't know, like seven. All right. Pass that. But it's called Gyro, so check it out. <laughs> it it's it was a fun game. It, it was it's, definitely worth playing. It's definitely one of those bathroom games, right? Like I got five minutes because. I'm in the bathroom, just taking a hey, break. You want to talk about a challenge? PT Cruiser, 0 to 60, 12.35 seconds, baby. <laughs> Only if you push it off a damn cliff. <laughs> With bowling balls in the front seat. All right. Thank you for that, Joey. Thank you, everybody else, for listening once a week. Attack of the Androids.com. Uh, you want to, again, mention the, the uh, mobile mag, Sherwin? E-Forensics. Mag.com, eForensicsMag.com. Check it out tomorrow. Register for a free account, and you will get a pretty awesome publication all centered around mobile forensics tomorrow. Very cool. Check us out, attackfortheandroids.com. Follow the Twitter, Facebook page, and the Google Plus. You'll know when we go live. We do live shows every, what's today? Tuesday. Tuesday. In the evening. And we got a chat room. You can say hey and leave shout-outs to Jeremy's mom. In the chat room, it's true. She she's here. She watches. My mom does Love too. Love you. Love you guys. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace out. Oh.
Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.